This episode of the Damage Guild podcast is sponsored by listeners like you. Join the guild at patreon.com slash damage guild to receive exclusive perks, member rewards, and bonus content. Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. Dearest Lord Grunwald, as promised, here are the tickets that we have promised. Alien, don't be alarmed. Who is this? It's me, Aslo. Me and my friends need your help. Find me at the hearth and heartwood. She opens the door just enough for you to slip in. Oh, drop the disguise. As my dear friend, I never thought to see you again. You've traveled all this way so that I can clear my good name. What do you mean, clear your name? I saw you. I was there when everything happened. What is there to clear? Felmandar put me under a spell. He was in the audience that night. He bewitched me with his dark magics. She backs away a few feet. You must be confused. Felmandar would never do such a thing. Are you sure you're not mistaken? I'm positive. Felmandar cast a spell to ruin the performance and that led to Lady Grunwald's death. So you're telling me that Felmandar was the murderer? That's exactly what I'm saying. Let me know what you would have me do. You hear the sound of a door opening outside. Quickly, hide. Felmandar is coming. Is this a, a closet? And I point at the door over there? Yes. She nods. Okay. I run over, go in there, close the door, and cast invisibility on myself, just in case. <laughs> All right. Invis. <laughs> so a few seconds later, you hear a knock. Nelia goes over and presumably opens the door and says, Ah, oh, yes, my love. Welcome. Do you hear Felmandar's voice? Welcome to my humble abode. That was quite the performance tonight, wasn't it, my dear? There's a brief moment, and he says, You seem shaken. What's wrong? It, it's nothing. It, Perhaps I was just a bit tired, that's all. Are you certain? I can have our physicians take a look at you if you need it. No, no, that will not be necessary. I I think I just need some rest tonight. The long journey must have tired me out more than usual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Felmandar thinks for a moment, and you can hear in his voice that he can tell something is wrong, as mm. he replies. I see. In that case, perhaps I should just leave you tonight. Yes, I, I would appreciate it. Please, I'll be fine in the morning, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Very well, then. Good evening. Mm-hmm. The door closes once again. Okay. I wait for, for a minute. You can't hear the footsteps through both the closet and the other doors, so... Okay. Not sure what's happening. About 30 seconds later, Nelia says, I, I believe you can come out now. Okay. I'll open the door and step out. She walks over towards the closet and looks inside. Are, are you there? <laughs> oh, I... Let go of the invisibility. Oh! oh. <laughs> Surprised me. Sorry about that, just an extra extra precaution. <laughs> I think you could tell that I wasn't quite myself tonight. Yes, he's, he sounded a little suspicious. Yes, well, that sort of acting was never my strong suit. Hmm. I don't think he'll bother us again, so if you would summarize your plan for me, perhaps I can help. When she tells me that she's willing to help, can I make an insight check to try to get a sense of whether she's telling the truth? All right, I will make that for you. Okay, I was going to say I would like to use my session inspiration, but... I can still roll it that way. Okay. <laughs> All right, and your, what's your modifier? Uh, for insight is plus zero. As far as you can tell, she's telling the truth and seems like she wants to help you. Mm, okay. Again, you're still not sure that she really believes that it's not your fault. Felmandar is guilty. Felmandar is guilty, but... <laughs> She's willing to go along with your plan, you think? Okay. 
Because out of character for a second, I realized that the danger here is if I tell her the plan, but she's not willing to go along with it, she could tell Felmendar and ruin the whole thing. Yeah, I've, I've been worried about that since she confessed she's not in love with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I started thinking about that as soon as I started talking to her. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so I think maybe the safest play here is to put it in vague terms. Yeah. Like I'm not going to lay out every detail. Yes. Um, so instead, what I'll say is, in trying to clear my name, it will involve a bit of an act. All I ask is that when you see me or someone who looks like me, because I might still be under disguise then, that you go along with what I'm doing, but again, realize that you're not in any real danger. All you have to do is play the part and uh, go along with the uh, sort of act that we're putting on. The whole point of the act is to... Um, I don't even know if I should say that. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, any any details I give away might might ruin the whole thing. Yeah, just clear just to clear your name. Yeah, yeah. I actually I think this will be fine because she's seen what you look like in the disguise. She knows who you are, even if you're disguised. Mm-hmm. As long as you go with the same disguise, and if you you know we do the act right, like hold her at knife point or whatever or sword point, she knows it's you, mm-hmm. and so like she'll have to act, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as long as she knows that she's not in any real danger, that's I think that's the most important thing because otherwise she freaks out and elbows me in the face and runs away or something. Right. Yeah, I think not telling her the details is wise. Is the way to go. Yeah. Right. But how how convincing will she be in sword point not feeling the true danger of it? Will she be able to be convincing to Felmendar? Yeah. I mean, either way, like the 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 point will be that I'll have have her at knife point. <laughs> so it'll be up to Felmendar at that point, even if she's not a good act, good, you know, actor at that point or whatever. And if her acting isn't on point, how many more times can we say point? Yeah. <laughs> well, the point is, yeah. Yeah. Even if she knows it's Aslo, like if your best friend in the world holds a knife to your throat, you're still going to be a little nervous. Yeah. Right. Like, right. Yeah. If you didn't tell her, you're not going to, you're going to do that. There's a knife to your throat. Like, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's always going to set off alarm bells. Yeah, not a fun experience. Right. All right, so that's all you tell her then, that yeah. she needs to go along with your acting and she's not in any real danger. Yes, exactly. No one knows the day nor the hour, but <laughs> <laughs> it is coming. All right, then I'll put my trust in you and I'll do my best to follow along with whatever your plan may be. Yeah, and maybe close out with something like, and if it turns out that I'm completely wrong and off base and Felmendar isn't the elf that I think he is, then I'll be gone and you'll never hear from me again. Mm, Yeah, that's true. If this all doesn't go to plan, if it turns out that I I was wrong the whole time and Felmendar really is who he says he is, which I sincerely believe he isn't, then I will disappear and you'll never have to worry about hearing from me again. If that's the case, I would rather you stay and face justice. Your running away was one of the first things that caused me to question myself and us. Mm. That's that's a fair point. Well, I will consider staying and being locked up and submitting myself to justice then. <laughs> My dear friend, it has been wonderful seeing you. I am excited at the circumstances of our reunion, but I am glad to know that you are well and... I trust to see more of you in the coming days. I wish it hadn't happened like this myself, but uh, I'm so glad to see you, and I sincerely believe that you will soon see the truth. 
And with that, Aslo casts Disguise Self on himself again and goes over to the door. And I'll, you know, kind of crack it open, peek out into the hallway, make sure no one's there, wait until it's clear, and then make my way out. Okay. It's clear, so you head out. Okay. You can see her just sitting, head leaning on one of her hands, just deep in thought as you leave. Hmm. And as you make your way back down to the common area, you spot Felmendar sitting at one of the tables. It looks like he's mm. having a drink with several of the other uh, circus performers. Mm. I start reaching into the interdimensional satchel. <laughs> I stop myself. <laughs> I shake it off. Um, I and then Tokus and Shaba both dressed in devil costumes on both of your shoulders say, Do it, Aslo, do it. Do it now. <laughs> Do it. No, we're on the other end of the interdimensional satchel holding his weapons. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're like holding... Your hand reaches out and slaps mine. Yeah, we're like yeah, <laughs> reaching in from the other way. Uh, um, you said he was sort of on the other side of the room? Uh, he's just against one side, and you'll have to pass through the middle as you leave. All right, then I will... Uh, Find a kid outside on the street and pay him a gold piece to go in and knock over his beer. <laughs> 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 That's what I'd do. <laughs> That's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll just walk through and walk to the door and just play it cool. Just keep it cash. Keep it cash, Aslo. All right. I'm going to keep a self-control check. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't have to do that. So you, you focus all your might mind on not attacking him yep and walk out of the room yep and you see your companions standing out from the darkness nearby hey how'd it go yeah how was it it went uh well it was a a bit of a mixed bag if i'm honest but the important part is that she uh is willing to help us wait wait a second you're you're saying she's not you you said you guys were in love Wait, a mixed bag? I, I interpret it completely differently. Wait, she's going to take you away from the company, Aslo? <laughs> Nothing could ever take me away from this company. Not even my one true love. <laughs> um, no, it's, uh, listen, let's, let's, let's just start walking, shall we? Yeah, that's right. what you want. Yeah, um, I say, it's not exactly the best outcome I was hoping for, but... Like I said, the, the important thing is that she's willing to help us and that she at least believes the possibility that I might be telling the truth. So hmm. she doesn't even trust you? <laughs> uh, from what I gather, not entirely. She trusts me just far enough to be willing to go along with our little act. You don't get the feeling that she doesn't trust you. It's that she trusts both you and Felmendar, mm. and she's having a hard time. Yeah, she did say that she she said, I will trust you, but the problem is she is actually in love with Felmendar. She's not just marrying him out of convenience, but marrying him because of who she believes him to be. Right, right, exactly. Although she never said that she loved him either. She said that he was a fine man and okay, would be like, good for their family and, and children or whatever. Reliable and... Yeah. Okay, that's true. Yeah, and I, that was something else. Like, uh, well, this so this is a Sean to Brian comment, not because like Tokus would need to like gather that information from Aslo. Um, that she said in the conversation, I'm not even sure that if we were to love again, right? Essentially, she insinuated that like the fact that she isn't fully confident that halflings and elves could have a family together. Dude, that mm. like 
that seems like that's the breakdown of the whole thing is like that sounds like that's a desire she has and she's not confident that Asla could fulfill that bro we just hit the books like we go we go to the to the library <laughs> and like the local Conan <laughs> yep we we could figure out I bet and I've got I got a pretty serious history skill, score I bet we we could maybe figure that out if there's a precedent for shorter races like procreating with other races the history of biology so, so it would be similar to gnomes and sahuagin having potential for offspring. <laughs> yeah, like, Tokus wants to know this also. Like, this is very important research <laughs> to us, Aslo. The bigger picture here is that she doesn't have feelings for Aslo anymore. So that is sort of falls under that umbrella. And if she doesn't love him, then it's sort of a moot point. Well, but she listed the reasons why she fell out of love during the conversation. Yeah. I was doing some mental notes because that was a whole section where Jay and I didn't get to talk. So it, it was right. your uh, the abandonment, right? You had to run away. So she felt abandoned. Mm-hmm. And then it was the question of, I'm not sure we could come together. Have children. And there was a third factor, which was she... Maybe thought he was a murderer. No, 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 no. It was she thought it was maybe just infatuation. She also made that observation. So infatuation, right? Uh, the possibility disappearance of, of family disappearance. Yeah, but there's also the fact that for a year now she's thought that that he was guilty. Asla was a bad guy, and Filmandar was increasingly uh, a, a sympathetic figure mm-hmm. in her life. Yeah, and you know. It, it's almost a good thing as much as it hurts for Aslo right now. It's almost a good thing that she's not in love with Aslo anymore because if you were to you know, sweep back into town and take away her future by getting Felmadar locked up, this you know man, whether she loves him or not, she sees him as her path forward and then just say, well, I'm an adventurer, so you got to <laughs> hang out here and wait for me to be done with my adventuring life. That wouldn't do justice to her right that's true yeah it is complicated yes yeah it's complicated being a halfling in love with an elf running an adventuring company and being uh, wrongfully accused of murder yep <laughs> as it turns out i'm surprised surprised to learn so it sounds like we're not going to hit the books and try to figure out if there are any families no it's it's moot yeah it, you're right that it is one of her reasons but um, at the end of the day, it's just going to come down to her decision. I can't force her. Yeah. Researching that isn't going isn't gonna to change her mind, you know? But it was a deal breaker. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But, I mean, you, you don't change the way that somebody feels by telling them the facts, right? The facts don't mm. care about your feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the feelings don't care about your facts. <laughs> right. Well, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, should, should feelings rekindle... It would be nice. Yeah, I'm not saying research that to just blunt face tell her. It's like if feelings rekindled and she's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, we're, we're rebuilding our friendship and things are cool again. And you're not, you know, dropping off the face of the earth or seemingly being a murderer. It's like with those, with those two check marks, you know, that's at some point you could share that. But that's something we could research in the future. Yeah. I mean, I think we I've, I can be pretty certain that what she said is true. But I mean, you know, there's always adoption. Well, there, there, right? uh, there's a precedent of half breeds in D and D. Certain ones, half elves, but Certain that's ones, half yeah. orcs, but that's about it. Yeah, it's humans and other humans and elves, humans and orcs. Um, but the the point really is that if 
for some reason Nelia were to fall back in love with Aslo, she would either have to A, become an adventurer, or B, put her entire future on hold until <laughs> Aslo decides that he's done. Mm-hmm. Right, it's in Tokus's best interest that you don't, you know, fall back in love and stop the adventure, so... I don't know why I'm yeah. trying to help you... Pl- I'm, I don't know why I'm playing matchmaker right now. It's not in my character's <laughs> interests. Right. Exactly. The best you can hope to to do by Nalia now is to prevent her from marrying someone who isn't who she thinks he is. Mm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right, so the three of you head to yet another inn, I assume. Mm. Which one would you like to go to this time? This time we want to go to the bug in a rug. And there is a reason I'm asking. But, so the ones you haven't been to yet are Porthos's Potables, Potables, however you pronounce that word, the watery pint, and Amira's apples and ale. Hmm. Let's go to Porthos's Potables. So this one is more of a tavern than an inn, but it'll do the job. Nothing particularly fancy here. You do see a few of the other circus performers gathered here as well. I value Tokus's rest, so... Do we have to go to, to a tavern? You're saying you want to go to an inn rather than a tavern? Yeah, I mean, this is a tavern that happens to have rooms. I don't value Tux's rest. What are you talking about? I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I've been losing so much sleep since uh, since the armband, so... You sleep less than the rest of us. You've already been at the second and third best places, the best ones, the Hearth and Heartwood, which you don't want to stay at, and then the other ones are the lesser places, <laughs> so you're running out of options. <laughs> All right, well, I'll settle for this then. Yeah, Tokus can settle. That's fine. It's not going to be the following day, but the day after that is when the your tickets are good for. Mm. So in the intervening time, you're going to have to pick one more in, but other than that, is there anything you want to do? I think we just continue to prep for the event, go over the plan, stuff like that. Have we thought about everything? Like, what are the things that we need to have? Is there anything we possibly could have forgotten? We need the suggestion spell, right? Yep. We need... That's locked and loaded. Uh, we need to make sure Lord Grunwald is there. Yes. We need to make sure we know what Lord Grunwald looks like, which Tokus and I do not. Yeah, Shaba and Tokus don't know what he looks like. Mm, that's true. Um, Aslo, yeah, Aslo will give them as full a description as you can remember. Couldn't we just, like, go to the library and, like, see his paintings or something? <laughs> his paintings. <laughs> He's a tall, spindly man with a long, pointy gray beard. And, and a hooked nose <laughs> and bushy eyebrows. And a wart on his chin. Did you ever write up a description for him? Uh, no, I doubt it. Yeah, I don't see any descriptions. So whatever you want to describe him as, it's up to you. Okay. He's a tall, spindly man with a hooked nose and bushy eyebrows. And a pointed gray beard. And a pointy gray beard. And a wart on his chin. <laughs> yes. And a sleeve of tattoos that goes all the way up and down his left arm. And long, stringy curly red hair. Okay, I don't think he'd have the tattoos. But. <laughs> <laughs> he wears a bright red wig of curly hair. I'm trying to, trying to make him as noticeable as possible. Thank you very much. <laughs> he carries around a big sign on his shoulder. Yeah. It says, my name is Lord Grunwald. <laughs> my, and he always wears hot pink nobles robes. <laughs> They're all the rage around this part of town. Yeah, I mean, does he have anything notable? Does he like hats? Does he... Mm. He wears many hats. He's a, yeah, he's a, <laughs> he's hat, a hat connoisseur. Sure. <laughs> Never leaves home without at least three hats. He wears party hats. He wears baseball caps. All right, so tall, spindly, gray beard, bushy eyebrows, that stuff works. Yeah. Yep. He's got nobleman's clothes that you can assume he's going to be dressed up finely for such a 
prominent performance. Yeah. I mean, really, you should know, well, maybe not exactly, but roughly where his seat is because you bought the tickets, so... That yep. is a really good point. Would we know what ticket? Yeah, like where we've already scoped out the venue, didn't we? You did mm-hmm. before they came in and set everything up. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm and we pointless. know what ticket we purchased. We were kind of like, all right, he's going to be sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. It might not be exact because they wouldn't have like numbered seats and everything, but you know his rough location. What kind of hair does he have? Is he is he bald or does he have long curly red hair? Um, he's got like thin, those are your only like, two choices. Gray hair. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thinning gray hair. Thinning gray hair, kind of slicked back a little bit. All right. Uh, actually, no, he's got a comb over. Scratch that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Gray comb over. Like an aging uh, Targaryen king. There you That's go. That's a House of the Dragon <laughs> reference. I guess the day passes uneventfully. You can stop by and see some of the performances at the great distance if you wanted to, but otherwise nothing happens. And for your last in before the event, the watery paint or a mirror's apples and ale. The Amira's apples and ale. A cozy cow herd. Oh, wait, that's not a choice? Yeah. The apples and ale sounds yummy. Mm-hmm. All right. If I'm not mistaken, this one was actually suggested by someone in our Discord server. Ah. Oh, cool. Named who? I was just trying to find that and not locating it, so... Ah. Isn't there a search function? Was the Riddler. The Riddler. Uh, the Riddler suggested this. Riddle me that. Go figure. Yep. Well, thanks, the Riddler, for your suggestion. Everyone, <laughs> f in the chat to sh- to pay respects. The Riddler. Mm-hmm. Is that? Oh, that works. I mean, if he's dead. Oh, oh I didn't realize that was the context. Okay, never mind. Don't do that. <laughs> I thought it was just to like show like that they're cool. You just do f in the chat. No. All right, never mind. Don't do that. It comes from a game where you press f to pay respects at a coffin. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, then press L. I mean, press R to pay respects to the Riddler. Mm. R in the chat. Because R is R-E-S-P-E-C-T. It stands for respect as well as Riddler. All right. It's going to put all these random R's in the Discord now after this episode gets released. <laughs> like six months from now. And we'll like, why, why are people just spamming R? Like, we won't know why. <laughs> Uh, was that like? Didn't I release the dub dub twun twun emoji like way earlier than the actual episode came out? I think just one episode. Yep. And people are like, "Whoa, what's this?" I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> what is Nikes?" This? Sorry about that. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that. By the way, we have one of the coolest Discord channels for D anD D that you'll ever know. We do. That's patently true. And you should consider joining it if you're a listener and you've been listening for a hundred and fifty some episodes and still haven't come to our discord to come hang out and chat with us yeah right go 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 on over to www.thedamageguild.com and then click on social the, the social tab socials and there's like going to be a controller with the eyeballs and that's discord click on that it'll give you a free invite make an account if you don't already have one and say hi to us yeah we'll, we'll type you back we might even emoji you back sometimes. Yeah, we have lots, lots of emojis. Mm-hmm. Like we've got normal Tokus, cartoon Tokus. It's great. Other versions of Tokus, <laughs> I think. Maybe not. I don't remember. Yeah, I think I, I think there's just two versions, but they're pretty much just all Tokus. Yeah, yeah. We have all. The, all of our emojis are Tokus related. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's Tokus natural 20. There's, there's like a rutabaga. There's Tokus except his head is a rutabaga. Yep. There's Tokus except his head is the towers of Arcanomica. There's some Thane emojis, too, that are great. They're all just Tokus polymorphed into different things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like a Kavaki emoji. Yeah. There's Tokvaki. Ademir's apples and ales. You get, I mean, some great food. It's a delicious place. But you don't run into anyone that you need to think about too much here. So, at long last, the day has come, and it will be this evening's performance when Felmendar takes the stage that you hope Lord Grunald will attend. Mm-hmm. you have any preparations to make on the day of? There's got to be something we are supposed to be doing right now. Yeah. And can't think of and won't think of until it's much too late. Exactly. I'm almost certain of it. We're about to enter phase three of the Felmendar Initiative. This has got to be, like, we got to be forgetting something. Yep. Well, so something to note is, like, how... Something I thought about a while ago was, do do we want Brian to just lay low? Because he's been blowing his level one spell slots to remain concealed. Yep. I definitely stay inside as much as possible today. Yeah, for sure. So maybe you stay back at the inn or a different inn, and maybe just Shaba and I are out and about. Yeah. Exactly. I think given that this is an amphitheater and there should be access to it from outside, I say Tokus and I and Stripey will go occupy our seats. And Aslo, you plan to enter from backstage mm. um, at a key point in the performance. And it's well, it's important for Tokus and I to be close together in case I need my bow so you can summon it and give it to me. Yep. You know what? We didn't talk about some of the most crucial points of this, did we? Because, like, Aslo needs to magically intervene during the show itself. Maybe we should have watched the show to see, like, a good point in the show for him to hop on the stage (laughs) and, you know, try to grab Nelia. I was thinking, like, just at the climax of, like, his biggest act, like his Mm. biggest performance or whatever. Just like right at the... Yeah, the the main thing is that they're both on stage at the same time. Yeah. Right, so we need them both on stage. I actually think that it might be worth your invisibility spell. Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. Like, you two are in the audience. I um, go invisible and basically just sneak in as much as possible. And then your casting of the suggestion spell is what turns you uninvisible. Right. So that you can make sure that you can act without, you know, interference until that point. Although, when I cast a spell is when I have to utter the words, right? The sentence or two that I... Yeah. I think that's how that works. Yeah, and maybe when that's happening simultaneously, I can start to bonus action and grab Shaba and I our weapons. That might be risky. I th- so it is a bonus action for you to do that? Correct. And you do have a weapon on you, right? That you can... You got your rapier, right? You checked that one? Well, so that's been. Oh yeah, that's right. We we checked it, so like we yeah. we left them at. The yeah, end. I'll just I'll just have my shield, but even that would be like if I'm showing up to this thing in full plate armor, isn't that a bit <laughs> weird? I mean, I know Tokus has like the trench coat situation, like maybe I could be in my armor, but I think it'd be weird for me to have my shield equipped. Yeah, to sit and watch a show that would definitely stand out. Yeah, could I get away with being in my armor though under my trench coat? You probably could, especially if you got there early so that your clinking wasn't obvious to everyone. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm also a smaller car- like creature, so it's like it's not like I'm like a normal-sized human sitting there in plate armor. Like, I might not even be up out of my seat, you know? Like, they might not be able to see nothing more than my head. 
won't be able to see you in front of the people in front of you. <laughs> yeah, how many daggers were are in the satchel? I put two in there. Two. And a crossbow. A uh, hand crossbow. Hand crossbow. Okay. So those are at your disposal as well. All right. So, yeah, so we said that the object needs to actually fit in the physical satchel itself in order to be able to pass mm-hmm. through into... Okay. Through the opening. So that's why we right. had to check our swords. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not just through the opening. It has to actually fit inside right. the satchel. Uh, yeah. Right. My Warhammer didn't fit either, Shaba. That's why we weapon bonded. Uh, yeah, I was just wondering why we checked like our short swords and whatever, but that's because they wouldn't have actually okay. fit into the satchel. Got it. You have to put the thing in there, close it, and then speak the command word. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, they're halfling-sized short swords. That's that's going to fit in the bag. It's, yeah. Well, then I think my... I didn't even put those in there. No, Aslo checked yeah, both I checked his both swords. short swords. Yep. Yep. He didn't fit. Is Aslo going to recover his weapons from there before you go down there? Um, holding her at knife point without a knife. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, so I can I can definitely do that, especially once I'm invisible and I'm making my way up there. That way, I don't have it on me, you know, going into the show or whatever. Did we only buy two tickets? No, we bought ourselves three tickets. All right, so then we can all be in the show. I can get up at some point to go use the bathroom or something. Just find a, a quiet, you know, unassuming spot to go invisible, get up on stage, and then you two are basically just there in the audience to sort of back me up if things go sideways. Yeah. Okay. I mean, of course we don't love the plan, like, the day of, and we're, like, <laughs> thinking about these little things, like, oh, yeah, how are you actually going to get on stage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think invisibility is the best bet. Like, otherwise, it's kind of yes. convoluted, and you're, like, swinging in, you know, on a... <laughs> <laughs> on a stage rope. Yeah. 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 For sure. Obviously, in, if this were in IRL, we would have been planning this out over the past like week that we've been here but yeah so i guess in terms of like action order the first thing to do would be while invisible with the dagger in your hand you grab nalia and whisper in her ear nalia it's me aslo Mm -hmm. and then you cast suggestion become visible and then go from there yep see what happens i think the cool thing about that being the action that breaks the invisibility is it might make it so that Felmendar is not aware that you're spellcasting on him as a target? Because mm. mm-hmm. couldn't that affect the outcome of the suggestion spell itself, that he knows he's being affected by suggestion? Yeah, we we did have yeah. a discussion about that. I think the answer was yes. Yeah, I, I think it's... I think I like this plan of invisibility grab Nalia, right, reassure her, mm-hmm. knife point, suggestion. I think it's the best we've got. Yeah, I think so. All we have to really know is how far in feet are our seats from the stage. Well, you got really cheap ones. You're going to be pretty far back. Right. But how far back is that? I mean, once I have my bow, it doesn't really matter. But for Tokus, you've got Firebolt. What's that, 90 feet, Firebolt? 120 feet. 120. It's going to be probably about 150 to 180 feet to the center of the stage from wherever you sit depending on exactly when you when you arrive and then you can pick your seats at that point okay you're just in the back section all right we can close that distance we we have stuff that's going to allow us to to get to them if we have to yeah. something i just really i guess was grappling with was the thought of like even if everything we want as far as clearing aslo's name goes well that doesn't mean that Felmendar is going to go away quietly. Mm. Like, that doesn't mean he's going to be complicit with being taken in, as a thought I just had. True. But as long as Aslo is absolved, then Felmendar is the authority's jurisdiction. 
Correct, and then it's self-defense. Mm-hmm. So we have to make sure that the name is cleared, and then anything else that happens is self-defense. Right. Mm-hmm. This is not normal D&D. This is D&D with legal <laughs> ramifications as if it was like yes. a more realistic world. Yeah, which, right. like, come on. Like, we've played D&D for session after session, and it's never really been like this so much. Like, <laughs> we haven't really been thinking about the law of the land. Yeah. Never had potential combats in the middle of town with other people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Everything rests in the mind of Lord Grunwald. He is the decider. Deciding factor. Yeah. Any other details to clear up? I think we just gotta do this. Yeah, I think we gotta gotta press the launch button. Yeah, I think you're right. As long as things go to plan, I mean, even if things do go to plan, there's a chance that he fights back. But that's what you guys are for. And or runs. Uh, maybe he just wants to kill you. Right. He might just book and realize that he's just confessed and there's no other. But that's where you and I come in, Shaba. We right. can we could restrain him. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because if, if he's if he's guilty, it's just self-defense. It's just capturing him. It's just preserving our lives until he can be subdued. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. We'll see how this goes down. I wasn't really thinking about that. I was like, oh, yeah, if, if, if he's proven guilty in the middle of town, like, of course, like, it's it's over. We, we win D&D, <laughs> but, like, that's not true. He's a powerful <laughs> spellcaster, you know? He might not yeah. go quietly. Yeah, qu- speaking of quietly, one more detail. Um... Given that we will be 150 to 180 feet away, is there any sort of amplification system, or is this amphitheater simply built so that voices speaking at a normal or somewhat louder volume from the stage reach all the way to the back? So the acoustics are pretty good while you were there checking it out. I mean, they don't have like built-in microphones or anything that doesn't exist, but you could assume that the acoustics will be at least as good as they were when you were there before, and they might have set up additional things to help with that, and they might also have some magic that would help. Okay, my thought is, Tokus, that as soon as we notice Nalia starting to be off her balance or whatever as Aslo grabs her, and or when Aslo speaks loudly, the command words of or whatever the the suggestion spell we are spell. already off and running down the aisle toward the stage mm. right and do you i mean do you i think it would alert the people in unnecessary ways if i armed you and myself right like we just want to get there right if we can stay together then we can sort of wait till the last minute to be armed once events start unfolding then yeah i'd say you can go ahead and arm yourselves but any time before that would arouse suspicion yeah I mean, and, and keep in mind that once we have our weapons, we're almost certainly going to face charges, mm. regardless of how we use them. So we're probably spending some time in the clink uh, <laughs> for having unsanctioned weaponry. So something we've got to be prepared for. So all of your plans are made? You ready to go and see them all come crumbling down around you? Yes, exactly. As always. Then evening arrives, and you head out for your performance at the Tidana Amphitheater. I'm so nervous right now. It's a nice night to Tidana. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're abducting someone. I don't know. I was thinking of, like, it's a nice night to die. Like, it's a good night to die. <laughs> yep. Tidana. Tie Die? I don't know. It's a good night for a date with destiny. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. It's a good night with a Tidana destiny. So, Azel, you can go ahead and mark off one spell for your disguise at the moment. Check. And you walk into the middle of town and arrive at the amphitheater. It's been transformed since you saw it last. 
Embrasures line the stairs and surround the stage, both lighting the area and providing enough warmth to fight back the cold of the outdoors. A large, brightly colored canopy is held aloft over the stage, supported by decoratively carved wooden pillars. Thick curtains hang at the back of the stage, likely concealing various props. And a wooden platform has been built atop the stone floor to add extra height. A thin tightrope stretches between two of the support pillars, some 15 feet off the ground. You arrived early, I assume, so you could get your choice of seats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. All right, so you present your tickets and file in, and you want to sit as close as you can, or what? Yeah, as close as we can in our section. All right. Leaving room for Lord Gronwald in front of us. Plenty of space for him. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be way in front of us. Yeah, we got him the nice seats. Mm-hmm. You're going to try to stick close to the aisle, I assume? Yeah, I would think so. Right next to the aisle. So you pick out your seats and settle in. And slowly, over the next 45 minutes or so, the crowd assembles and fills in most of the amphitheater. And there's quite a lot of conversation. You can see everyone in the crowd seems to be excited and looking forward to tonight's performances. Finally, the time of the show's beginning arrives, and there's a sudden blast of air that ruffles all of the fires in the braziers and sparks excitement in the crowd momentarily. And you look down to the stage and see Felmandar walking out to thunderous applause and cheers. Boo! You suck! (laughs) I throw rotten fruit at him. (laughs) Good job, Shabba. I'm glad you brought that. You're getting a raise after this. I've been carrying it with me all day. I mean, for like the last three days. I thought I smelled something. I mean, I didn't really think anything differently, but here we are. I mean, Stripey normally smells like refuse and other things he's been getting into. That's true. Nothing out of the ordinary for how Shabba smells. (laughs) And Shabba's pack smells. So, Felmandar bows repeatedly as he walks forward, and he waves to the audience before finally raising his hands and quieting the crowd. Welcome, one and all, to tonight's feature performance by none other than yours truly, Felmandar the Fantastic. The crowd cheers again. (laughs) He doesn't even have a hype guy. He's just announcing himself. <laughs> well, doesn't need one. He's got... <laughs> His reputation precedes him. <laughs> yes, they're all there to see him. Mm. So we have quite the show in store for you tonight. Prepare yourself to witness feats of daring skill and magic the likes of which you have never seen before. And as he speaks... He punctuates his words with a twirl of his wrist, seemingly conjuring a bouquet of flowers from nowhere, and then just as quickly vanishing it in a puff of smoke. Hmm. Amateur. I could do that in a heartbeat. (laughs) (laughs) He excites the crowd and begins his performance proper, going through such things as singing while he plays on his lute, singing an epic tale of heroism and adventure, showcases feats of acrobatics and skill, like juggling knives and breathing out fire with his torch in hand, and so on and so forth. And the crowd, of course, claps and cheers and gasps and cries all at the appropriate moments. Swallowing swords? Aslo, this is the perfect opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Loathe you may be to admit it, but truly, Felmandar is a skilled performer. Mm. He has the crowd just in the palm of his hand. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll never admit that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, Shaba and I are sitting there since Aslo can see us and our reactions, and we're just like, we have our arms folded, and we're, like, <laughs> trying not to enjoy all the awesome. <laughs> you are enjoying it. You're, like, having a lot of fun, but you're trying not to show it. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. Uh, I mean, that was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was dumb and stupid. Like, any any gasps that Shaba and I have, we, like, quickly, like, oh, stifle. <laughs> stifle, yeah. <laughs> oh, I had something in my throat. Nope. Uh, yep. Yeah. 
So after about 20 minutes of pretty much just being him on there, he brings out a few of the other stagehands and additional side performers. And among them is Nelia, who seems to have come to assist with some of his performances. Are you going to do anything at this point? I think uh, I think the plan here is to strike at the height of the performance at the climax. So I think we wait it out. Yeah. I think this also gives us an opportunity to kind of uh, further feel out the stage and, um, you know, try to track some of their uh, stage blocking and uh, the paths that they walk and stuff like that. Um, get an idea for props and how many, you know, stage hands there are and other, other performers and stuff like that. Have we noted that Lord Grunwald is seated? Oh, yeah. We look for him, too. Oh, yes. So you saw him as he came in, actually. So you noticed him taking a seat within the first two or three rows. It's not quite up close enough to where he has to like, you know, stare straight up to see anything, mm. but he's close to get the best view. He came with a handful of his men, it looks like. Oh, wow. Mm. Bought extra tickets. Oh, so they bought more tickets. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I remember the, the most, most expensive tickets were like pretty steep. So we got like good ones, but not like the best ones. Not the best. Okay. Okay. And for the stagehands and other performers, Felmendar isn't performing constantly throughout this show. He's, you know, taking short breaks to recover and get ready for the next one. Right. Mm. So you see... Costume changes and so forth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other performers include some kind of strongman who's, you know, lifting up gigantic weights over his head and <laughs> doing all sorts of feats of strength. That's cool. Ooh, I mean, I did not like that. <laughs> <laughs> There's Tiger Tamer with a tiger. Oh, man, I love to... I mean... <laughs> Tigers are so overrated, right, Tokus? Yeah. Aslo, I mean, like, you could write way better stuff than this. They're so orange. Do you ever notice that? <laughs> Tigers are so 200 decades ago. <laughs> They're so stripey. I mean, sorry, stripey. <laughs> <laughs> this audience, they're so easily entertained. I mean, these Merengians, like, they, don't, they wouldn't know good entertainment if it hit them in the side of the head. They'd fall for anything. <laughs> the camera pans over and Stripey's also sitting in his seat with his arms crossed. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would be cheering on. Yeah, he's eating popcorn. <laughs> and like has like one his of, emoji? Yeah, he's wearing a hat that's like one of those long balloons that's been shaped by, <laughs> by one of the guys that makes balloon Stripey, animals. how did you have time for this? <laughs> You've been with us the whole time. I learned how to do that. <laughs> he just shrugs. In my younger years, I learned how to fold balloons like that. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. Interesting. <laughs> See, there's an acrobat that comes on stage and does a few things, like hanging from the support beams and swinging across and mm. you know, jump, doing flips and hanging from ropes upside down and all these things. And there's some, probably like a freak show performer, mm. but he's just a lizard man. <laughs> does lizard man stuff. The incredible human lizard. That's like his whole thing is he just gets out on stage and like, yep, just shrugs. Yep, I'm a lizard man. <laughs> hey, hey guys. How's it going? He cuts off his tail. He's like, it'll grow back in a few months. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Everything's all right. He does a few joint performances with the strong man and the acrobat. You look over and Stripey has a foam finger that says Felmendar is number one. <laughs> Stripey, give me that. And I snatch it, throw it on Just the ground. Throw it off. yeah. <laughs> and now Felmendar returns for his second round of performances. And his first one is walking across the tightrope, juggling knives, 
while singing a song on a unicycle and periodically throwing these knives at targets that Nalia tosses up into the air. Oh my god! Oh, wow. Twenty feet away. <laughs> wow! Wow! That's uh, that's quite the act. <laughs> And of course, every time he strikes bullseye on the target and sticks it to the wall behind. Yep. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, I guess. I've seen better. Do you think this is a good spot yet, Aslo? I mean, he's kind of doing something that is reminiscent of, you know, I, I, I whisper this over to Aslo. It's kind of reminiscent of, like, you know, how things went down between you and him, isn't it? The knife throw? Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, maybe if you distract him enough while he's up there, he'll fall and break his neck and then it won't be our fault. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's how justice works, Shaba. <laughs> Just keep watching the show. Just like how he distracted you when you were performing. That's not his fault, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so do you make your move? No, I think I still wait. I mean, it's getting towards his really big stuff. Okay. It's winding up. Yeah, we, we didn't scope out the show. We don't know if both Nelia and Felmendar are in the final whatever. He might just steal the show and do it solo at the end. Aslo, mm. I, I think it might be good to go for it while they're both on stage. I think you got to go now. The show's been going on for a while, hasn't it? Yeah, that's true. Better to strike now while the iron's hot. Mm. Yeah. All right. Then in that case, I will... Um, okay, so we're seated uh, near the aisle. And there's, it's, you said it's an amphitheater, so it's open on all the sides, basically? Yes, there is, I mean, it doesn't go 360, at least not anymore with the way they've set it up. He's got you know, curtains at the back, but, you know, 180, 200 degrees of audience. All right, so then I don't know if there's really going to be anywhere that I can go high to turn invisible. So I think I just, Aslo just pretends to, to drop something. And then he, like, bends down and uses his small size to his advantage here, make it look like he's really going down to grab something. Yeah, maybe you dropped it under the seat. Like, maybe, exactly. maybe it's under the chair. I'm, like, feeling around down there. I get down off my seat onto the floor, take a quick glance around to make sure no one's looking, and then cast invisibility. Everyone around you is completely absorbed in yeah. the performance. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. All right, I'll make sure to kind of, like, nudge them a little bit first. Cast invisibility, get up and quickly start making my way down the aisle to the front of the stage. Yeah, like what if Shaba and I are completely also memorized by the show <laughs> as well? Like we like yeah. we don't even notice you brushing our legs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're definitely enjoying it as much as you can while plotting to overthrow it. So. <laughs> that, that's the real reason why we're waiting till the end to sabotage because we actually <laughs> really like it we really like it you paid good money for these tickets <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's right so you rush down the aisle at full halfling tilt yep <laughs> no dodge occasional bags or legs that people are sticking out into the middle and mm -hmm. get down to just in front of the stage you can see that this particular act is going to be winding up in another minute or so he's running out of knives to throw after all so you jump on stage or what uh tokus at at this point, I think it's time for you to throw on the old roller skates, don't you? Yeah, Shaba, you think we should long strider? Yes. Okay. All right, and I will cast... That'll cost me two level one spell slots or one of my level twos, but probably two level one spell slots would be best. Um, maybe you just long stride yourself so that we can keep pace with one another because I want to stay with you as we approach. Yeah, that's fair. All right, I will cast Long Strider upon myself. Okay. All right, then Nessa. I will uh, run up to the stage, and I'm assuming there's some stairs or something. I'll run up and uh, go right up to 
where Nelia is and go behind her and get in position. Wait a second. How how are you going to put an elf at knife point? <laughs> I was just going to ask that. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've already thought about that. Are you on stilts? <laughs> so there are some stairs up the side, and you can run up the side of the stage and get behind Nelia. She's kind of close to the edge of the stage where she is, whereas Fulmendar is right in the middle at the moment. All right. So as I go, I almost forget, but then I remember to reach into the satchel, pull out a dagger. <laughs> And you're standing behind Nelia. All right. She's got a few targets left in her hands, ready to throw. Okay. Get up behind her, and I can't uh, reach up to her neck, so instead I kind of, like, talk up to her, not not quite shouting, but say, Nelia, it's me, Aslo. Here we go. And I throw an arm around her waist, take the dagger, and put it up to her side. Under the ribs. Yeah, exactly. And then I will look at Felmendar and cast Suggestion. And I will say, Felmendar, it's time for you to admit your crimes. Tell us the truth about your involvement in Lady Grunwald's death. And as soon as we hear that, we are off to the races. We're out in the aisle. Yeah, we're moving full speed. Moving down toward the stage. All right. And you let me know if you want your weapon, uh, Shaba. Okay. And the target must make a wisdom saving throw, and on a failed save, it pursues the course of action you described to the best of its ability. All right. What is the DC on that? 8 plus proficiency bonus plus spellcasting modifier. So it should be 19, I think. Plus 3, 17. 17, yeah, that's right. This is what we've been working towards for so many episodes. (laughs) (laughs) This is it, guys. This is what we've been moving towards. Felmendar turns down towards you in surprise, hearing your voice, and he wobbles a bit on his tightrope there. He hesitates but for a moment, and then shouts to the audience, Who is this man on stage who thinks that he can accuse me of some crime? Why, it is the man himself, the one who killed her. That's right, because when I cast a spell, I lose the invisibility. He just throws one of his daggers, and it lands an inch in front of your foot, sticking into the stage. Ah, okay. Felmandar, it's time for you to confess what you've done. Tell us the truth at once. Or she dies. Tokus and I are booking toward the stage this whole time. The crowd has started to react, surprised and some scared. Some think it's all part of the show. (laughs) So there's a lot of confusion and people are taking this different ways. Lord Grunwald, for his part, stands up and just turning red and the veins are bulging as he sees Aslo. Actually, (laughs) are you still disguised? I would guess I would have kept the disguise on, but... Maybe lost the spell? You don't have to. Yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and dismiss the spell, but keep the disguise on. He can't necessarily see your face anyway, and Felmendar shouts that you're the one. He he knows your voice. Felmendar definitely knows your voice. Yeah, and I'm sort of half-hiding behind uh, uh, Nelia anyway, so... But yeah, Lord Brunwald does not look happy, and he seems like he's probably preparing to tell his men to go do something. But Felmendar gathers up the daggers that he's been juggling, tosses them down to the ground, not at you or any specific spot, hops off of the tightrope, swings down with one hand, and then lets himself drop the rest of the way to land on the ground in front of you. Says, you didn't have it in you. She was, after all, your lover at one point. That may be true, Felmendar, but fact of the matter is that you have committed a crime, and it's time to confess. The truth is, you killed her from your own ineptitude. Once again, you feel his words just eating into your mind. Ah, 
Everything he says is just driving you to anger and lose your rationale. No, not again. Even now, a year later, if you were to try the same trick again, I'm sure it would turn out just the same. You have never learned. You are always worse than me, and you always will be. And soon, you'll be back in jail where you belong. (laughs) You're the one who belongs in jail, Felmendar. Do you have a second casting of suggestion? Yeah, I was going to say, how many times can you suggestion? Uh, I think once, because it uh, costs a couple of charges from the crown, and I believe I only have three. Hmm. Yep, costs two charges. Well, I would try a different tactic... I mean, you're very charismatic. You could try to get him into some sort of persuasion. Yeah, that's right. So even though I'm holding your one true love at knife point, you don't even care about her. You would let her die just to protect your own pride and hide the lie and the crimes that you've committed. I will admit to anything you want, but certainly a confession made under duress is worthless to you. It may be a confession under duress, but it would be telling the truth. And you're the whole reason I'm in this situation in the first place. He shares a couple of quick glances with some of the other performers and members that you've seen around, like the strong man and the lizard man. Oh boy. She is my love. He gives a bow as if he's like admitting to some great shame or defeat. Indeed, she means everything to me. But I know you, and she also means everything to you. You would not do such a thing. Even for the sake of revenge against me. Toka, summon my bow. Yeah, I think this is going <laughs> south. So as a bonus action, I'm going to summon the lightning bow of the Ramlord, and I'm going to toss it to Shaba, because we're, we're next to each other, right? Yeah. You've had time to go all the way up to the stage, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, how about since I've been seeing this go south, I would have summoned both our weapons. Okay. And uh, I also want to slap on my shield before we get into this mess. <laughs> I don't think you could really hide your shield in here. Remember you're going without that? So. Uh, okay, so my shield's back at the end, you think? Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, Warhammer it is. I step up on stage and I knock an arrow to my bow pointed at in Nelia's direction. I say, he might not kill Nelia, but I will. Admit to your crimes now, Felmandar, or she dies. I'm Shaba, by the way, born of Crag and Thunder. <laughs> Perhaps I forgot to mention that. I'm going to make sure that none of the uh, other actors or stagehands can get close to Shaba. Do a little protection. So you try to interpose yourself? Run interference. All right. This sounds like it's turning into a combat pretty soon, so it might be time for initiative. That's up to Felmandar. <laughs> well, yeah, if it turns into combat, like, wouldn't Jay just release the arrow? Yeah. I mean, he cares more about protecting Aslo than he does. Right. It's up to Felmandar's next action, whatever he does next. The ball's in his court. Felmandar thinks for a moment as he sees Shaba and hears your announcement. Then he turns towards you. Shaba, my dear friend. What? Surely you can see that I bear you and your companions no ill will. You feel his words wheedling their way into your mind. So roll a wisdom save. Session insp. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like a good time to use it. Uh, My highest is an 18. All right. You can feel there's more to his words than just words, but you just barely managed to hold on to yourself and keep him out. I say your trickery won't work on me, Felbendar. Admit it now. He frowns when you say that. 
as well he should. And he starts to walk around the stage casually, slowly, you know, as if he's just deliberate pacing. Yeah, he's just walking slowly and deliberately. I summon the lightning of the Ram Lord, and it begins to crackle <laughs> around my form. I will kill her, Felmendar. Do not test me. I will kill her. Yeah, we actually don't need her to... Well, yeah. <laughs> he continues to walk and says, Surely we can discuss this. There is no need for violence. The only discussion that is needed is your confession of what you did. I confess... I have no idea what you're talking about. 